Here we have several terms which are very important. One of which is khasha'a, to be humble, to be receptive. Dhikr, awareness, remembrance, recollection. Haqq, truth, reality. Amad, hope, extended, you know, long term. The most important two terms here is qaswa, hardness, and the other one is fusq. The harshness and the cruelty and the hardness of the heart. We have been taught repeatedly also that it comes in steps, little steps. First is the little inner image. It is called in Arabic khatra. Something comes to your mind. Why not more wealth? Why not more money? Why not more this? And then it becomes a fikra and becomes a thought. And then it becomes into azimah. It becomes something that you will it, you, you intend it. And then it becomes the usual distraction or mukhalafa or out of line. And then it becomes qaswa, becomes hard. And then it becomes tabu, it becomes your nature. So my nature is like this. You know the story of the frog and the scorpion, you know? The scorpion is riding on the frog, so the frog thought it will, they can cross. And then it stings it and they both die. So I ask him, but why we are both? He says, it's my nature. It becomes tabu. And then it becomes deen, it becomes your way. That's the only way we know, you see? Utter gangsters. So these are the steps, you see. All of what I'm trying to highlight for you is how this illusion or this strange fantasy or this sort of non-reality begins to become real, becomes solidifies, becomes the so-called you. So here, the first ayah is that how come these people don't have a soft heart? And they realize that it is all from coming down from haq. It becomes habits. It is habits are the most dangerous thing. That is why on the Sufi path, breaking habits, breaking habits. So it says, realize that Allah has brought life to earth after it was dead. Same thing with the dead heart. It's dead. But you never know what happens. You never, never know when that rain will come and will bring it to life. And all of it is based on giving. Give that which is not yours. Go against the nafs. You want to keep it, give it. It's not yours. It's material. It is knowledge. It's, do not keep it. Be a flow. And then we are giving those who are upholders of truth. Siddiqeen wa shuhada wa siddiqeen. You have your reward and your nur will take you. Otherwise, you'll be denying the sign after sign after sign. And this is another very important word, kathaba. To deny to lie, to cover up. And then the other one is shaheed. Now, here we again have been told by several of the people of those days that when these ayahs came, they thought about themselves. Because when it says about utul kitab min people of the book, why have they strayed like this? This is the secret. They, it says a very long time, they've forgotten. That is why with every breath, if you don't remember that you are both in this world and not of this world, then you take it for granted. Another 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Who said you're going to live? Who said you may be alive but in a coma or 
Most people are in a coma anyway. So these are the dangerous point. Going back again to the important ayah of the prophetic profile. Inna arsalnaka shahidan, to witness. Wa mubashiran, to give the good news that you are a ruh. Wa nadiran, and if you don't become a ruh, you're worse. Wa da'iyan ila Allahi bi'idhni, wa sirajan munira. And then here we have Ayatul Nur. If you remember Ayatul Nur, Allah Nur samawati wal ard. Can you read it? Somebody can just read those few ayahs. The one ayah. Go on. Nur samawati wal ard. Method. Kemishkat. What is Mishkat? A niche in, in a corner. Then? Fiha misbah. In that niche there is a lamp. It is like the heart. This is the metaphor of the human heart. Your niche is your sadr, your chest. Inside it, there is your qalb. Inside the qalb, there is a nur. There is misbah. In fi durri. It illumines. That is why regularly, you and I and he and she need to polish it. A smallest little thing that we have wonderful examples. The Prophet ﷺ says, a darkness is like a dot of black ink, touches your heart. And if you don't cleanse it, it will grow. And after a time, it takes over and you, you're dead. And then you have this wonderful, brilliant ayah. That's why Al-Quran, Bil-Quran, Surah Al-Hajj, 46. فَإِنَّهَا لَا تُعْمَلْ أَبْصَارِ وَلَكِنْ تُعْمَلْ قُلُوبُ الَّتِي فِي الصُّدُورِ Allah tells us blindness is not about sight. The blindness is not to do with your eyes. It is the heart which is in your breast becomes blind, dead, no life, no light in it. Here I want to expound with you some of the sicknesses of the heart. The heart becomes harder than stone. Another ayah. Do not ever be near or follow he whose heart is distracted from our light. And they follow their whims. Don't be near these people. You will fall. Another ayah. Please translate. Allah has not given to a man two hearts in his you have no two hearts. You are only following one thing. You may be following your whims. You may be following your reputation. You may be following your illusion. You may be following your love of money. What are you following? No two hearts. Or are you following the nur of your heart? Yes, that is this. The next one is, قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ فِيهَا وَعَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ أَقْفَالُهَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ In your heart there is a sickness and it will increase. Because the path is of increase. It will only increase. If there is goodness, it will increase. And look at Allah's rahmah. He says, if you do one goodness, ten times more of it you receive. And if you do one stupidity, you will only be accounted exactly like it. Look at Allah's generosity. This is where hope is. This is where you... And then the teaching of the Prophet says, the heart comes to be alive with knowledge and applied light and enlightenment, and it will die by 
distraction and ignorance. So, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبِهِمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Woe be to those whose heart do not soften and are bubbly and alive when Allah is mentioned. And then there is this wonderful teaching, قَلْبُ الْإِنسَانِ مُشَابِهٌ لِعَرْشِ اللَّهِ It is like the throne of Allah. So watch out for your heart. We clean our nafs so much, we clean our nails so much, we clean our head, our, our mouth, our teeth, our hair. What about your heart? How many hours do you spend a week cleaning, purifying your heart? Well, how do you do it? What is the prescription for this? So, here we are also reminded of how our deen can sink as it has become. Here I refer to ulama su, the corrupt ulama. They use their deen for their dunya. And this is what the problems are. Outer piety and dignity covers inner darkness and ignorance. That is what we have. And this is not new. It's 1400 years. We have perfected the art now. Bigger mosques, bigger things, louder microphones. And people, al-hakum with takathur. We have a large number. Look at large number. Look at what happened to Imam Hussein. What was the large number? How many were they? Why until now it shakes the whole earth? Why after almost 1400 years, heavens and earth cry? What has happened? What was that? And I'm in Hussein and Hussein and Minni. What does it mean? Hussein and Minni we know is biologically is from him. But why I'm in Hussein means this being reminded people that you, have, you are deviating. You are now becoming, now you're going to use religion for your dunya care. Do not deny dunya. But do not fall into it. Use it under your feet. It is the carpet you walk on. It is, do not deny the physical, literal, sensory. But acknowledge the concept, the ideas, and transcendence. You and I in here see are three. One is physical, material, sensory. The other one is meaning and concept. We love knowledge, we love friendship, we love goodness, we love happiness. It's a concept. Happiness is happy. It's a concept. It's an idea. It's just a concept. This is conceptual. The third most important thing is transcendence. That's what we love. What else is asleep other than a small clumsy attempt to transcend and try to make a bit of a house order into your muck mind. So as you have a bit of a silly nightmare, silly dreams and fantasy. Wake up. All of these are tiny little connectedness which relates the ultimate light, nurus samawati wal to the earthiness. You and I and he and she, each one of us, have physical, material, Insaniya, humanity, all of it is alive because of divinity. If you forget that, in qubilat qubila masiwaha. If that is correct, everything is correct. That is not correct, forget it. Who are you cheating? You know. Your heart will tell you. Are you truly in every way ready to leave joyfully, ready to stay contentedly? Or are you mixed up like 99.99 of these idiots? 
الهاكم التكاثر 7.2 billion people what have we done what are we doing i am personally convinced nature will take care of itself because we have not followed for the last 400 years there is no such thing as natural selection it was before darwin but not after control 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 where is the natural selection it is all completely mechanistically controlled the human being is now treated by the medical industry as a plumbing job it's a plumbing job fix this and fix that and the people are lost they're mess, messed up with there is no self healing no self awareness no readiness this is what we have done we have reduced this amazing <coughs> being who is above the arwah above the angels to lower than a little worm that's what we have done and that is why we are in a cul-de-sac science has reached a point that there is hardly anything new 11 to 14 billion dollars spent in order to discover one of the masons you know the base on the what is it helping 20 years ago there was a huge halobalo that through the genomes we are going to fix everything you have a bad kidney we can immediately no longer it's not true there are subtler and subtler and subtler energies but our research does not allow that because there's no money in it the entire thing is the bottom line outcome 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 for what creating more miserable little cogs in the wheel so as they all look forward for half a day of holiday to do what to get drunk to do what to have illicit relationships that is what it amounts to that's what the outcome is and all of you people are producing your own children to do what in the hope and the prayers that the corporate world will swallow them and mince them that's all what it is now to be real now to be serious look at the report which who are you kidding and those who are amongst them who have a bit of light they kill them like hammershot you know what a being he was even the way he died was an amazing deed you know the plane was crashed in the middle of rwanda or somewhere and he was impeccably there lying down without a wound we cannot allow people amongst us even who speak the truth because they are not productive there is no bottom line they cannot fit in the machination of the monopoly of the monetary system shame upon us what have we done we have degraded human being now here about ulama who are all the time in this line ما الحاكم ذلك اشد الناس عذابا يوم القيامه عالم لم يعمل بعلمه professor says the worst of the criminals on the day of reckoning is he who is supposed to be alim but did not live according to his knowledge اقل درجات العلم ان تدرك حقاره الدنيا وكدرتها وعظم الاخره وجلالها the lowest of the lowest of knowledge is to know how stupid or idiotic this world is no concern about it and how important is after death and he says ad dunya wal akhirah mutadaddatan they are against each other this world is more the more is better in this world for akhirah the less is better that is why in a spiritual growth a child must be taught go, do more you've gone more marks got more money 
you've got more good. But with an adult, how do you know more is better for you? But for those who are illumined, they own nothing. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Then Isa alayhi salam says, Kayfa yakunu aliman wa wa fi masirathihi lil-akhirah muqbilun ala dunya. How do you consider him to be a man of knowledge? Whilst he's going towards his akhirah, he's rushing for his dunya. And then the beautiful tradition. مَنْ طَلَبَ نَصِيبُهُ مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ مَرَّ عَلَى نَصِيبِهِ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا فَانْتَظَمَتْ اِنْتِظَامًا He who cares for what comes later will taste and go on this world perfectly laid down for him. This is what the mu'min has to test. Try it. You have done what you can, now give up. See what comes to you. Shut up. Be quiet. That is why I hope you people here also have one of the rooms here so that whoever wants to have two, three, five days at Tikaf or to have a period of retreat locked up, just given a bit of food, you'll be horrified what comes to your head. You must be horrified. Better now than later. Regularly go and then you'll find supra-efficiency. Supra-efficiency, I mean, you don't come near that exercise. You won't do it. 80% of people's work and life brings them mess and trouble. It's only about 20% that gives you survival and arrival. So why this 80%? Don't do it. But how do you not do it? Because you're more, more, more. You're, you're like a hamster. But the hamster is better. Because hamster has no higher awareness of awareness. You do. So you are caught in a worse situation. You and I, every one of us, must try not to do it. Say, no, I don't want this. The Prophet says, whenever you are given a choice of two things, do that which is heavier upon your nafs. These are our teachings. This is what we know. So the arif, the enlightened person, لا يسأل ولا يدعو إلا ما يكون. He will not ask or demand or wish or hope for anything unless that which is going to happen. وهو كما كان في سابق العلم. And that is how Allah's decree is. جف القلم is already done. No enlightened person will ever curse anyone. He will simply announce that which is already cursed by their action. You can never curse anybody. Who the hell you are? How can anybody say my curse is upon you? Nonsense. I had myself in my own life known people who were told of a specific time that they will die. This one particular person was told by dozens of enlightened others. On so and so morning you'll die. I was present. He came to someone who told him, no, come and sleep with me. You will not die. And he did not. You can never tell what can shift of Allah's decree. Watch out. So the Arif, the enlightened person, will never curse. He will just say, what you are doing is a curse upon you, out of love, out of affection. And if they do it, it must be part of a contract. Otherwise, you walk around the earth, you say, this is rubbish. It's not your business. Who has appointed you? 
But if I have my somebody whom I love, my family, my friend, or, some, or my students say, please tell me. I say, if you do this, you are doomed. I become the voice of, because there is nothing in it of me. If I am trying to impose my power, then I am doomed. No control except the one and only control. Then he says, and the nafs of this being will not cause him a lot of harshness or difficulty or tiredness. And all other creation are at peace with him. Does not want for anybody evilness or sharr or badness. Because he knows this whole dunya is rubbish. So how does he want anything? It's rubbish. To wake up to it. Don't worship rubbish. <laughs> Don't put it in your heart. Now the next chapter is about dunya. Dunya it means that which is close by. And that which is near in time. Akhira means that which is a bit, we think it is further. But Allah reminds us, It is near. It is you and I have this illusion of time. Bismillah. كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته ثم يهيج فتراه مصفرا ثم يكون حطاما وفي الآخرة عذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله ورضوان وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور سابقوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها كعرض السماء والأرض وجنة عرضها كعرض السماء والأرض أعدت للذين آمنوا بالله ورسله ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله ذو الفضل العظيم بسم الله uh, Doctor, please translate the first one اعلموا come to know realize understand إنما الحياة الدنيا for certainly this life then he gives us five different levels of how we get distracted. Bismillah, translate. Know that this life manifested in the form of play. Number one, play, la'ib. Entertainment. Now, play is something you conceptually, you and I say, this is the goal, this is the ball, we try to pretend that we are hitting it. It is that, this is la'ib. It is a make-believe. Make Next one is lahu. Lahu. Entertainment. Distraction. Entertainment. Let's be this. Let's, why not? Then we go Another one. Another holiday. Another this. Why not? Lahu. Distracting from that which is heavy upon us. Because I don't want to be told, you're going to die. Are you happy? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you have done? Do you know what you... So I want distracted. Not now. Later. You know, we leave that. <laughs> Leave that which is important by being distracted and fallen to the illusion of something that is easy. Now, now we have to eat. Now the children have come. Now I, have, I need to make more money. 
And then Zina. Zina, external beauty. Outer beauty, decoration. Look at my embellishment, look at my clothes. Because my new car, look. and the house we have, no, coming for a, for a housewarming party, it's very important. Birthday, my birthday party. Shame upon them. Until you are 18, 19, 20, fine. Because it's a kid. They have to build their ego. But when you are 60 year old, bring all the food they have consumed and show them. 600 tons of what they have consumed. Shame upon them. This is your birth, this is your life. No. So, Zina, what, and then tafakhur. This is the ultimate misery, pride. Don't you know who I am? You see, look at my books I produce. Look at the centers I've opened. Look at the order. Tafakhur, fakhr. One of the biggest issues we are facing in the Muslim world is that. Pride of When the few thousands of people after the misery of European Holocaust and all that came to Palestine said, no, number of Arabs, we are 40 times more. Look at us. We are fakhar, fakhar, fakhar. Look. It was at that time the British told them, he said, look here, this is one piece of land, two people are fighting over it, divide it. No. Now everybody's begging. Yes, we want to divide. Too late, too late, too late. Fakhar, fakhar. It covers up. So you become blind. And the last one? Allahu Akbar. Increase and accumulation of wealth and children. <laughs> the Quran warns us against this more, more, more. I didn't, I didn't. And they say that, what is he telling us? Look at them, they are poor, impoverished people. Look at us, we are wealthy. We are the Quraysh. We are the big, big boys. We are the monopolists of trade. Who are these poor people? The biggest issue that faced the Muslims is they were living in Mecca on Barakah. You know Mecca, one of the other names of Mecca is Bekka, isn't it? You know that, Bekka. And Bekka is from, what is the root of it? What is Bekka? Buka, weeping. You had nothing. They were the most impoverished people. But once they were in Medina, soon after that, Al-Hakum al-Takatur. Look, we are more, we are stronger, we are this and that, and mischief begins. Watch out, watch. it is not the fault of money. It is a fault of attachment to money. It is not about wealth. It is not about beauty. It is a beautiful thing. It is the thinginess that kills you and kills them. This is what you have to watch. Do not denounce beauty. Do not denounce well-beingness. Do not denounce power. Do not denounce wealth. It is your connection with it. Is it under your control or not? So, here are the issues that when they left Mecca with the impoverishment, with the gentleness, the last three or four years, their heart began to be, no, we are great. Look at so many people. Look at the thousands of people who are this. And then the Prophet knows the weakness of the nafs. And he says, Man kuntu mawla aliyun mawla. But who wants Ali? He knows it also. Why didn't he claim something? The people are ignorant, in darkness, haven't got a clue. The message has just arrived, and they're from all over. The, that's why Muawiyah knew. He imported 50,000, 60,000 of these Bedouins from the lowest of the lowest. So he's their God. And that is why he said it clearly. 
He said, of course in Safin I have no problem with Ali. I wipe them. Ali sits with them, eats with them, discusses with them. I never do such. They all know that I am their God. One word I say, they all do it. Another Saddam. And it continued 1400 years. Until now. Until we have the Saddams and the Qaddafi and the Madafis and all of that. Part. So on top of it now, we have the so-called misinterpreters of the, of the Quran. The ayah says, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ مَا بَالَ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ Please translate. Allahu <laughs> Prophet, the messenger has said, oh my God, my people have left this holy book, the Quran. Behind them. Behind them. They made hijrah from it. It's in the Quran. Now, how do we, how do we get it? They're they good in reciting. But not no, in, <laughs> not only good in reciting. Also, they interpret it. They say, Qawm doesn't mean my people. And there are, there are a lot written on that. But the ayah is clear. He says, oh my Lord, what is wrong with my people? They have left the Quran behind them. They are not living it. This is who we are. Denial, denial, denial. I want to share with you this idea of the cycle of denial. Every human being, you, I, every one of us, will go repeatedly through the cycle of denial. I am not so bad. Not really, I am not that awful. Not really, I'm not that much egotistic. Not really, you know, I've, you know. And then you start reciting all the good things you're doing. Denial, I'm not that sick. No, no, they say it's cancer, but I really don't think so. Uh, cancer, why me? Why me? I'm, I've not smoked, I'm not, not cancer. Denial, the next one after that comes, you know, with excessive all of that, you see, is that I now become angry. Don't tell me you are a terrible man. Don't tell me you have lived your ego and your nafs. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm, you're not right. You, know, you have to, in other words, you have to acknowledge the nafs. You become angry. Anger follows denial. Then follows wanting a map to reconcile. So, oh yes, you know, you're really right. I was a bit nafsy there. And my nafs hybridized, so it became a more complex of a nafs. You know, I, it was, I moved from outer grossness to a bit of a modesty, because that's even more clever. You know, I, you know it's more clever. I've, you know, I've made such a nice thing now that in its, in its apparent modesty, it even speaks much louder, you know, and so on. So the third one is the map. The, I tell you, we are all so clever. The fourth one after that, after this reconciliation, is, is comes depression. You become depressed. And you don't like to be depressed. Give me another drink. Give me a bar. Give me a nice dinner. You know, to get out of depression. The best possible thing that can happen to any human being as far as evolvement spiritually is to be depressed. Be depressed and hold it there. But no, quickly, the engine doesn't fire. You have to build it up and then it fires. And then it burns it and then after depression comes the final and ultimate reconciliation and acceptance. That is Islam. No, but no, you are depressed. Let me give you a party. Give you why? Let them cry, cry blood. No, nobody does. Would you do that to your family? No. Immediately when the girl is no, 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 my lovely girl, come on, I give you now. Let's go for a nice outing. More ice cream, more food. 
And if you take on to alcohol and so on, or go to antidepressant, why? Be depressed. We don't dare. Depression is resurrection of the nafs. The ruh has no depression. It is the self. It wants to assert itself, and it's a lie. In truth, it doesn't exist. For the ordinary, common starting person, the nafs is good to build up. For the mature, it's to be watched and knocked. For the illumined, it is just like a little whiff. It doesn't exist. You see yourself suddenly as you are appearing. You are aware of yourself, of yourself, like Imam Ja'far Sadiq says, you see yourself in a mirror upon a mirror upon a mirror. You won't do it. So you become transparent. With that comes potency. With that comes transmission. With that comes connectedness. With that comes transcendence. So then the nafs doesn't matter. For the enlightened person, the nafs is wonderful. It's Allah's creation for a purpose, in a special time, in a special part of your growth. Not now. Shame upon you now to be nafs. Look at me. Shame upon you. So these are the, the easy. Lab, don't fool around. Don't be distracted. Don't try to decorate. Don't try to be proud. And don't think of more. And then sabiqu ila maghfiratin. Rush for to be covered up by your Lord. In order for you to get out of that deception, it's all self-deception, in order to enter into taste of the garden. And then we have here a most magnificent ayah number 22. This is about decree and destiny. مَا أَصَابَ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ نَبْرَأَهَا Please translate. <coughs> ما أصاب من مصيبة في الأرض ولا في أنفسكم إلا في كتاب من قبل أن نبرأها إن ذلك على الله يسير لكي لا تأسوا على ما فاتكم ولا تفرحوا بما آتاكم والله لا يحب كل مختال فخور Please translate ما أصاب من مصيبة Any affliction, any event, any happening, whatever comes, whether you like it or not. Generally, musibah means an affliction, something we don't like. But it's also sabah, yasibu, anything that comes to you, any, any happening. Generally, it means that. But otherwise, can you connect it, do you catch it? It means any event. Bismillah. Any event that happens in this earth or to you. In your own self, within your own self. It is there in a special book before it happens. That means it's, the pattern of it is already set. It's already designed, part of the multitudes of designs. So watch out where you put your foot. It may be part of a destructive design. You will suddenly end up somewhere that you have no idea where you have ended. So watch out. There is nothing that is haphazard. So. Here the prophetic teaching is that you are forced into that situation after you chose. The biggest debate in human life is do you have a choice or is it already... In the early days of Islam there were warfare between Jabariya and 
all of that, Qadariya, and hundreds of debates and books and warfare. Hundreds of people were killed. In other words, do you have a choice or is it no choice? Imam Ali sums it all up, bayna bayn. Some aspect you have a choice. Some other, once you have set in it, you don't have a choice. It's gone. You see, you've said it. You've, you have no choice now. You're already on a trajectory. So you have limited choice. And then the original pattern prevails. It is like a weather forecast. You can have fairly accurate local weather forecast for the next hour. But try to give me a global forecast in a month from now. You can't do it. So you have only a limited capacity, a limited ability. <coughs> All our patterns and designs which are interconnected. These are what is called kitab or books or whatever. And now the whole issue is that you have a certain responsibility and that responsibility is according to your intention and attention and appropriate action. This is where terbiya comes in, bringing up the kids. Terbiya til awlad, siyaset til awlad, that is classically called, how do you bring up the children? So as they know what are the vices, greed, avarice, forgetfulness, lies, deception, they have to be encouraged not to do these things. Each one of these can be a door to the virtue also. Until such time you live modestly, you have least care about your own body, your own mind, your own face. Least care, modesty, modesty, modesty. With that comes courage. The two key issues of grooming of the self from time immemorial, from pre-Pharaonic time, they have them depicted as a dog and as a hog, as a pig. And he who rides on them, they used to make the chariot of the pharaoh having riding on these two. The dog is the one who barks, always objecting. The hog who attracts. One of them is repulsion, the other one is attraction. Until you are in the middle. No justice ever can be established unless you are in the middle. The root of injustices of the world is you and I. Because the injustice I have perpetrated is against me. I did not know, I did not live as a ruh. That is the injustice. That is the root of every injustice on existence. Charity begins at home. If I have not been charity to the so-called me, how can I be charity to you? It's a lie. But once I know, and I don't need any more proof, I don't need any more experience, I don't need, that I am truly a ruh. But the ruh is covered up with a very thin veneer of a nafs. Ibn Arabi says, don't ever think you will be without a nafs. But the transparency of that is what matters. How thick is it? Are you able suddenly to see yourself and laugh at yourself? He said, now I've suddenly become pontificator. They made a room for me here, my room of pontification. You see too? Isn't that wonderful? You have to show it. You see the Khazars knew well, the 14th tribe. There are two sets of Jews, as you know. The Ashkenazis, which are the Khazars, and the Sephardic. They used to kill their king. Every year, they would find... It is like the fellow who was in Baghdad, apparently. We had a very wonderful history of violence in Iraq, in this country of well known for that, you see. And this, there is 
this fellow who inherited a lot of wealth from his father and the wali of the appointed from Istanbul would last for two years, three years maximum. And the best of them, you know, usually get recalled back in misery. So this fellow had inherited quite a lot of gold. And the new wali had arrived. The second, the previous one also was pulled out in chain and so on. Madhat Pasha was the greatest, the best they had, had to sell his hand, his watch, in order to get back to Istanbul. And then he was deported to Syria, became, became the wali there. And then they deported him to Saudi Arabia, to the barracks of Taif. And like all of them, he was two of them. He and the son-in-law of Sultan Hamid, they were strung. Because Sultan Hamid, one day say, curse be upon them. And the next day they bring the head. They said, your curse was accepted by God. Here are the heads. This is who we are. And, 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 and the Shahs of Iran, they have trays of the eyes of their enemies gorged. This is who we are. Look at the history we have. No, but don't, don't leave it. It's not, not, not. We are scared of our history. People who don't have history are not people. People who deny the history are not even there near it. We, are, we don't have courage to face it. So this wali arrives, and this man with the bundles of gold come, trudges to the, to the sarai and tells this new wali, he says, look, this is what my father left for you. So the wali, of course, is pleased. He's got some nice. So he tells him, but how come? You know, I didn't know your father. I didn't know what. I've just arrived. He said, I know I've been looking for you for a few years. My father left this wealth for me. He said, give it to the most idiotic, foolish person on earth. He needs it. And I couldn't find one until you arrived. <laughs> so he said, but why? He said, because you saw how the one before you was dragged on his bleeding knees you know, behind the horse and insulted and taken back to Istanbul. And here you accept to be a wali, you must be the most stupid person on earth. So you deserve it. <laughs> so you have to be careful. You have to be taqwa, 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 be cautious. Don't ever think that what you have been given, like many of these Muslim traders, Alhamdulillah, last year was a big business. Maybe Allah is giving you more rope to hang yourself. Watch out. Watch out. Allah will test you goodness with certain restriction. That's why I said don't denounce, you know, being a bit depressed. Maybe the best thing for you. Look at the root of that depression. Because you've invested in some illusion that you're going to be a very important, famous, whatever, everybody's going. Who said that? Save yourself from your illusions. Now, here there's the secret of decree and destiny. If you understand that everything is decreed by Allah Azza wa Jal, but your destiny and my destiny, we have a hand in it. The decrees are already done. The patterns are already set. With the kun fayakun. It's all part of the dot. But your personal, my personal destiny is according to what steps am I taking? Why am I doing it? Is it bismillah? Then Allah will say, then Allah will show him. I needed maybe that. I needed that. Whatever, whatever. Then you have living faith, you see. Now, the key words here is sabaqa, ghafara, bara'a, asa'a. Be careful. Kharaja, muhtalun fakhur, musiba, kitab, lawh mahfuz, ummul kitab. These are words. 
when I say everything is already written in the book, it's called Ummul Kitab, the original tablet. Other people also have called it Al-Aql Al-Awwal, the first intellect. Lawh Al-Mahfur. So these are different words. So we have to realize that the ultimate is to do with ayah number 23. Please translate that for me. This is a magnificent ayah. Wake up to it. Whatever events happen in the earth or in yourself uh, will not happen without being there in a book. And this is easy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to know this so that you don't feel sad about what has, uh, what you have lost. Key, key, key. La ta'su. It is a clear order. Don't ever feel sorry for what you have lost. And you don't feel joy for whatever you get. No, overjoy. Over-expectant. Look what I'm going to get. I've, they've already promised me. They promised you you get it all of this and there is nobody there to enjoy with or to whatever it is. Do not have high fantasies, expectations of what may be coming to you. Live now. It means now. Be present. All of this teaching, all of the Quran, so that you do not feel sorry. Every one of you here, I guarantee you, you have a cupboard full of sorrow. Why didn't you buy the house in a good time? Why didn't you sell this house? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you divorce? Why didn't you? Why? You can't do that. Wipe it out. What is wudu other than washing out all the past? See, we, but we don't live our deen. So half of your mind is in the past, the other half in the future. So where are you now? Pook. That's it. That is the issue. If you are not alive now to the infinite endlessness of the presence, then you do not have a glimpse of the eternity of Allah's presence. Here I want to share with you some wonderful teachings from our heritage. How love of dunya is darkness itself. Love of anything to do with this earth, with this world, is the beginning of every possible mistake. The Prophet said, it is the place of confusion. And then the beautiful little couplets. Whatever there is in this existence is only your imagination, your waham, or your imaginal, or your value system, or reflections in different mirrors or shades. Anything other than that truth is of non-existence. لا محالة زائلو and everything that you have enjoyed will pass here I want to come to the three types of teachers that have been alluded to in our classical literature it's not for present day present day we have mostly stupid people in the past they used to consider three types of ulama one of them is al-amiru billah he, his order or his knowledge is by Allah he has in other words he knows the path. He knows Sharia. No Haqiq. He knows Medina, but no Mecca. He knows what is right and what is wrong. Child, teacher of children. Essential. Basics. Do's and don'ts. 
but no light, no joy, no knowledge of Allah's presence and Allah's forgiveness. The second is Al-Alimu Billah. Here is the Majdub. Here he does dhikr of Qalb and always shy in his inner. Has no concern about the apparent, the Zawahar. No concerns. Abu Yazid al-Bistami, and there were hundreds of them, Hallaj and others and others. Now, here, knowledge of truth, no path. He cannot show you, he cannot tell you this is wrong. And the third category, which is the rarest, as Imam Ali also expounds, is he, al-ilmu billahi wa bi-amrihi. He knows haqq, and he knows the path of Allah. He has Mecca, Medina. And if you find one, good luck to you. Knowledge of the truth and the path. And this being is between ghayb and shahada. He is in this world, not of this world. Doesn't deny the outer world and lives by the light of the inner world. So here I want to finish this chapter. We go to the last one. Do not despair. Have good faith of Allah. Have high expectation of Allah and low expectations of your nafs. Low expectation and fear of your inner shaitan and high love and expectation of Allah. And the ayah says, Please translate. Tell my, those of my servants who have done a lot of sins. Asrafu, they made, they mucked up their life. Qul, tell them, inform them, remind them. Oh, my bondsmen, you have mucked it up. Don't give up of Allah and his forgiveness. Because he will forgive all bad deeds and sins. Allahu I remember this ayah. I share with you this incident happened with me. We were going to Tatwan with a friend we are visiting. We went specially to be in Tatuan in that Zawiya. And it was the afternoon. And suddenly we found the roads are closed. We were foreigners in, in Tatuan in Morocco. And we heard this voice from a little orchard, from a little palm orchard. And we told the driver, just go there, forget everything. And we end up with this blind wally sitting on a wall of an orchard, reciting this over and over and over. Every time he recited it, it was as though another energy was taking it, as though reaching the other end of the universe. Oh, those of you mucked up, messed up, Allah is all forgiving. Allah is not subject to time. Do not live your past. Get out of it. Stop it. Move on. There was this lady at the time of the Prophet. She came to him. She said, please pray for my son. He is the ninth one. All of the others died with you in battle. I have no fear about them. They went to Jannah. This last one is impossible. He's a rebellious impossible. I can't make sense. So she, he asked her, he said, what happens with him? What? He says, every time I tell him to do this and that, he says, Allah's forgiveness is more than you think. Allah's forgiveness is beyond your imagination. So he tells her, he says, this fellow has saved himself. The others are saved by the battle, but this fellow has saved himself. 
You have the highest expectations. We go to the last part. This part was dunya, descriptions, and how deception is clever in the dunya, and appropriate action. Then we move to the last one. is about prophets, messengers, and the need, and necessity need for a guide. You need to do your best to guide yourself, but occasionally you need a mirror. In the past, there was the luxury of living with the guide, and that is also part of the reason of marja'iyah. You return, but nowadays it's a luxury. You know, you need someone every now and then as a mirror to see whether you're, you know, because it can go into the head. You know, it can become dangerous, you see. Bismillah. لقد أرسلنا رسلنا بالبينات وأنزلنا معهم الكتاب والميزان ليقوم الناس بالقسط وأنزلنا الحديد فيه بأس شديد ومنافع للناس وليعلم الله من ينكره من ينكره ورسله بالغيب إن الله قوي عزيز ولقد أرسلنا نوحا وإبراهيم وجعلنا في ذريتهم النبوة والكتاب فمنهم مهتد وكثير منهم فاسقون ثم قفينا على آثارهم برسلنا وقفينا بعيسى بن مريم وقفينا بعيسى بن مريم وآتيناه الإنجيل وجعلنا في قلوب الذين اتبعوا وجعلنا في قلوب الذين اتبعوه رأفة ورحمة ورهبانية ابتدعوها ما كتبناها عليهم إلا ابتغاء رضوان الله فما رعوها حق رعايتها فآتينا الذين آمنوا منهم أجرهم وكثير منهم فاسقون The word فاسقون appears three times in the surah. It's a big word. Watch out for it. The root of the Arabic word is like 30-40% of the Quranic term is to do with that culture. It's to do with date. When a date skin of the date breaks before its fullness, before it becomes a rutab and so on. It's called, so it is to do with that, originally linguistically. But fasiq means corrupt. He who is in every way is, would not accept limitations. And also fusq is fornication without any proper. So there, the key words here is risala, nubuwa, kitab, mizan, balance. Balance, balance, balance. One of the names of the Quran is Mizan. Is it the right balance? Are you the outer and the inner? Mecca, Medina. Mind, head. Mind, heart. Head, heart. So the other words is Qist, correctness. Hadid. Six times the word Hadid appears in the Quran. And the most important one is in Surah Saba. It's to do with Nabi Allah Dawood. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا and So we made iron soft for him. So as he can use it as a hard. Hardens it. So, so then you have nafa, Benefit. Everybody was nafa. We all want benefit. Everybody wants to benefit themselves. But who is themselves? 
Sometimes the benefit of the self means giving up the self. Most of the time is turning away from the self. Nasr, Nasr, Allah's name again. Victory, success. Ghayb, unseen. Ghayb and shahada. Dhurriya is atom, both down and up. In other words, from you with his, and from your ancestors, both sides. Huda, and then Fusq, as I said. Another wonderful word here is athar, ether, trace. Trace, 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 trace. You are most fortunate if you leave least trace on this earth. Qalb, ra'fa. Ra'fa is compassion, rahma. Now, another word which is very important is again a cultural word is rahba, rahbaniya. What is rahib? What is ruhban? Here, warahbaniya, ayah number 26, ibtada'uha. What is ruhbaniya, ibtada'uha? What does it say? What is Rahbani? No, no, no. It's talking about the followers of Isa. They said, it says, وَعَتَيْنَاهُ الْإِنْجِيلِ We gave him the Injil. وَجَعَلْنَا فِي قُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُورَ We put the hearts of those who are with him, gentleness. وَرَهْبَانِيَ What is Rahbaniya? No. What is the Arabic? What is the meaning? What is the word as it is? هَذَا Rahib. The Prophet often sat with them. What is a rahib? A monk. monk. Brilliant. We said, somebody said monk. You said brilliant. Monk. Or people who are in monasteries. Why is it called rahib? The root of the Arabic word is rahaba. What is rahaba? Scared. Scared. Fear. Frozen with fear. Look, that means when you are frozen with fear, you want to go in a monastery. I can't deal with it. You know, and that is why until about 100 years ago, it was, uh, uh, it was payment of, of the wealthy people out of guilt. Because they were mucking up, making the money, so they make monasteries. And now, of course, they are mostly hotels and boutique hotels and spas. No more monasteries left, you know. That's perfect. It's a perfect end to a most perfect criminal way. That's it. So, Rahib is he who is frozen from fear of Allah. Rahib they invented it. Market it now. It was not normal. And they did not guard it properly. It's all right to go for a while, for a week, or a month, or what? Go. The Prophet did it. Everybody does it. Go for a while to be, to really face your demons, face your shaitan, and, and spit at it and get out of it. Don't ever live in sin. I used to escape a lot of these pious ulama. They would come to me, they say, please, Sheikh, I want to be with you because I am such a sinner. I said, please don't come near me. I don't want to be near him. Go somewhere, I don't. It's bad enough, you know. Don't, you make a habit of it. The habit, don't you know, yes, I've always got used to my being that. Don't you know, I care. So here we have these wonderful terms. And we are given the best of the best of the best of the promises. If you... Think of this Kiflain. Now we have here also historical reason. It was Jafar who went to Najashi, who gave him a lot of wealth because they were poor. So they, they were given double. First their own prophethood, their own path, and then Islam. So double, double. Allah's Rahmah has always come. And also we have here the divine names, Qawi, Aziz, Ghafur, Rahim, all of these things. 
So here you have the necessity of guidance. It says, the Prophet says, your deen huwal khulqul hasan, good conduct. He says also, nasu ma'adinun, People are like gems, are like mines. They have good goodness in them, good deed, that. And then Surah Al-An'am, أَوَمَنْ كَانَ مَيِّتًا فَأَحْيِنَّاهُ وَجَعَلْنَا لَهُ نُورًا يَمْشِي بِهِ فِي النَّاسِ كَمَنْ مَثَلِهِ فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ لَيْسَ بِخَارِ Is it the same he who has light? Is it the same that he who is in the darkness? All of us are dead. We were dead. You had no idea. The Prophet was like this. The Quran tells him you didn't know what Iman was. So it's all about prophetic conduct. Necessity of using prophetic qualities for guidance. And they're all based on purification of mind and heart, humanity and divinity. If you deny one, you will be denied the other. If you are blind in this world, you will be blind in the unseen. So, be careful, be careful, be careful. It is all about prophethood and the light of those that came through the thousands of these prophets. Now we go to the last two ayahs, number 28, 29. <clears throat> Please translate these two. Oh, those who have believed. Who you say that you want to be secure by your faith. You want to be sure that Allah's Rahmah is there with you. Bismillah. Show fear of Allah through um, submission to his uh, teachings and his uh, sharia. Display the practices that are in keeping with your belief in the Prophet. If you do so, he gives you two types of, of his mercy. Here you can go again, Quran bil Quran, Surah Al Rahman. Jannatan. Two jannats. One is here also. This is a prelude. This earth can be the beginning of a fire, can be the beginning of a jannah. That is why we are told when you die, you qamat qiyamatuka. There are three different qiyamas. You know, qiyam al-ula, wal-wusta, wal-ukhra. So, you know, any, any time, you know, you, this is all practice. You are practicing here the garden or hell. And Allah's rahmah is such that you will complete it. If it was hell, you will get infinite. If it was the garden, you will get So wake up before it's too late. And they asked the Prophet ﷺ, how long before death can one wake up? He says, a year before you die, if you wake up. And then he says again. He said, a year is too late, too long. <laughs> One month. And then he said, a month is too long. One week. And then he said, a week is too long. A day, an hour. He said, by blemish, flicker of an eye, if you wake up, it's done. 
Look, Allah is not in time. Don't measure things according to. Ma qadrullah haqqa qadre. You will never be able to give Allah his measure. Wake up. Bismillah. This is the key. Tamshuna. With a light that will guide you. That is your inner authority. That is the nur of your ruh. It is there for you, but if you are following all the darknesses, all the shadows, how can you pay attention to that? If you know there is nothing other than the ruh you have, then you have nur and waraiha. Jannatul ridwan. Once you have something else, there is elseness. This is kufr. Once you have something else, this is the ultimate crime, the ultimate difficulty is to do with shirk. Allah can cover up everything except shirk. In Allah, yaghfira you Because this is a structural fault. Anything else is forgivable except this. And they asked the Prophet, how is this? He said, it's like trying to catch a black ant creeping on a black rock in the middle of a dark night. <laughs> because it shows you exist, your existence separate. You are in separation. There is no separation. That's why I say earlier, the three C's. Connect, connect, connect. There is no space. Continue, continue, continue. There is no time. And Highest consciousness is supreme consciousness, divine consciousness gives you that. But you have to stop any other consciousness. It is la ilaha. Turn away from anything else. That which is, is. Your job, my job, his job, her job is to exclude. Take away the impurity. Purity is already there. Don't say, I want more of Allah. <coughs> say, I want less of my rubbish. Then you are on the path. Otherwise, it's al-hakum Now you want more of spirituality in order to increase your rubbishy dunya. Watch out. There are two different zones. They do not mix. Each has its courtesy. This world, more is more. The inner world is more is less until there is nothing left except that perfect absoluteness totality. If you don't get the map, how can you drive along it? If you want to drive along it, you damn well need also somebody to hold your hand occasionally and slam on the brake before you have crashed beyond repair. These are the key issues of our path of enlightenment. The last bit. So that the followers of the previous religions, the Ahlul Kitab, so that they know that they are not the ones who control the mercy and givings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He, the Almighty, who is in full control, and He decides whom to benefit from His mercy and here again, referring back to Qadha and Qadr. Do I have a way? Can I bribe God? Or is it all in it? Says, all of it is in his hand. But he has delegated a little bit of it for me. 
That is why subghat Allah. That's why we love the colors of Allah. We love generosity. We love kindness. We love knowledge. We love all of the divine qualities and attributes of Allah. So he has allowed us like a bit of a rainbow to take a bit of those colors. But all of it is in Allah's hand. Therefore, Allah's generosity, I would like to sum it up for you and summarize the whole thing for you in a few minutes. مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ عَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا If you do goodness, and ultimate goodness is rohani, refer to your ruh, less of your nafs. If you do a bit of goodness, you'll get ten times more. وَمَنْ جَاءَ بِالسَّيِّئَةِ فَلَا يُجْزَى إِلَّا مِثْلُهَا And if you do a mistake, you will only be given its equivalent. Look at Allah's generosity. It's ten to one. So, this is how the path of spirituality is paved with increased goodness. And spiritual involvement, I'll give you three different lines. If you stick to them, you will be unstuck from your own stupidity. First, tawakkaltu ala Allah. Trust in the presence of Allah. Second, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. You have no power, you have no ability, except what Allah has given you of a little power. And the third was the ultimate, the final, if you like, gift of all gifts, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi You belong to Allah and to Allah. So what is the problem, Baba? Why are you complaining? You're now declaring something either is a lie or true. You say, I belong to Allah and to Allah I return. So why is the problem? Why are you concerned about it? your reputation, your fear, whatever? Where is your total, utter reliance upon Allah on that. And here I want to end by the wonderful ayah, وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا How do you do work this out? It says, and the nafs, part of it is fujur, destructiveness, and the other one is taqwa. When the nafs side faces the ruh, it is light. When it is faces the lower and the despicable shaitanic thing, it is the worst of the worst enemies. It is the ultimate shaitan. Here we have the recipe to takhliya, empty out. Empty your mind, no mind. If you can't do that, tough luck. Go for whatever shock treatments you can get. Whatever you get, go for it. It says in the Quran, وَمَنْ شَاءَ اتَّخَذَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ سَبِيلًا Go to the psychiatry, go for therapy, go for whatever. Find a way to get out of that miserable box that you have designed. Tekhliya. Empty, <coughs> empty, empty. Without emptying out, the next one will not happen. Which is tasfiya, to purify. If you do not empty, you cannot purify. It's rubbish. It's like having brought the best of the plant into a piece of land that is poisoned. First empty, then purify, then tahliya, then purify, and then sweeten. So, tahliya, tasfiya, tahliya, and the last one is tajliya. Polish, 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 polish. Four steps. If you miss them, you've missed it. First, empty. Next, purify. Next, sweeten. Hope and good expectation. And the last, constant polishing. Once there is a speck, as you know, once rust begins to set in, it's difficult to remove. 
once black spot hits your heart, it's difficult to purify. And the key steps to this progress are willingness and interest. You are interested. You want to regain your deen. Second one is your readiness. Many people are willing, but they are not ready. <coughs> Ten years from now, come later. I now have something else to do. The third one is application. Right, put it now into use. And the last is patience, high expectations. You do this, you may save yourself from yourself, and others may be saved from you. So this is the summary of the necessity of inner guidance and outer guidance. And we are most fortunate that we have been given this time and the opportunity to share the most magnificent mini Quran between us. If you wish, and I am up to it and I can, we can have another session covering up the peripheral aspects that has come with this amazing, magnificent wealth that we have. But what is the use of the wealth if you don't claim it? Then you have to be up to it to claim it. It's not just I wish and so on. Look what we are doing to our own children. So many people are inheriting, inheriting. What are they doing with it? You see, it has to be claimed. It has to be earned. It has to be lived for transformation to occur. We are living at a world of overload of information. Very little transformation. Because Please translate. He who hasn't got it cannot give it. So you are getting a lot of regurgitated rubbish. Transformation can only come from those who are themselves illumined and they are not seeking anything. From the other end of your heart, something tells you there is that. But you have to follow those who do not want from your reward. And they are on the right guidance to find one. These are the key essential elements. Otherwise, we are all suffering from overload of information, information, information. No transformation. No light. Everybody's talking about light. But what is the use of talking about it as against being truly illumined by it? Thank you very much, and I thank you especially. I tell you, if it was not for your presence and this wonderful presence and these beings of hearts that I know are amongst the best of the best of the best, I consider myself a most fortunate. And I can thank only Allah to enable us to snatch such periods of time, two, three, four hours, from all the shaitanic shaitan puri where we are living. And really, it is a big gift. The thirst is there. We need to provide a bit of an ambience and a bit of effort and leave the rest to Allah. We don't know who, when, and how it will happen. Thank you again. Wassalamu alaikum. Please excuse me. I, I don't usually do this sort of thing in the afternoon. And it is very taxing. The best <coughs> time is very early morning or about 9-ish, 10-ish in the morning so as one is fresh. But somehow or another, we had no option. So I had to also follow what is available. You can't.
if you can't get it in the most perfect way, you don't leave it also. So we have to snatch from whatever it is. But I'm very delighted and I'm very encouraged. And I like to do more and more surahs. And then you find that all of it is from your heart. I pray each one of you, when you come back to these amazing connectedness, you begin to hear it as though it's being read for you. You're transported to the time as though you hear Muhammad's voice. So you go beyond khashya, beyond khushu'a, beyond all of that. You're transported into another zone. And I'll try to do my best to do that because we are beings of beyond time. We are heavenly creatures caught on earth. And heavens is beyond the limitation of time. Recall your ruh. Remember a time that you did not exist. It was beyond time, before time. This is who you really are. But we have to trace it back from where we are. Suffocating from poison. From the mind. Until we discover the mind is only there because it's drawing its energy from the ruh. So you put up with it. Thank you very much. Wassalamu alaikum.